What? Oh my god. How can someone write code like this? No documented options? I think I'm gonna lose my mind. This code rage. I call it code rage. I call it code rage. You're getting cowboy quarter pissed with that code rage, code rage up in my head. Code rage, code. Hello, and welcome to a very special time to wind down. This is bonus episode i guess we can call it i'm not sure well we could even say we can incorporate it into season two with inspiration because when it comes to music you have i feel that you have to be inspired by something you don't just create just to create and not be inspired by something and have something that kind of guides you through it so today we are very fortunate to have a uh, musical artist with us that has a new album coming out dropping on the best day ever rocktober 14th yours truly's birthday so best birthday present already ladies and gentlemen can you please i don't know how you would help me welcome but please welcome cowboy cody cowboy cody thank coder thank you so much how you doing yeah i'm doing great thanks for having me on yeah it's great to be on the podcast and support our discussion Thank you for sending me the a, a copy of the album so I was able to listen to it and listen to all these amazing tracks. Uh, so the album's called Code Rage. What? Uh, where did you get the inspiration to do this ama- this great album, your first album? Congratulations, too, by the way. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Um, I guess it's just born out of like some some of the frustrations I've had with coding and um just trying to channel some of that into at least that's where code rage the song actually came from uh the album was kind of a genesis of several discussions i had with lars uh mc lars over over you know a couple months and i started working with him and building um you know songs with him and he was really he was really instrumental in like getting me to be more expressive with music so like, and he made me feel like music was achievable, you know, like that's, that was, that's like the biggest mental block I think I had was like, you know, back when I was in high school, I was into music mm-hmm. and I always tried to write originals and they were so hard. They were just so challenging. And one of the things like the light bulb moment uh, came on is when Lars was telling me like, just focus on, on the rhythm, like the beat. And the lyrics will kind of flow with the beat. And I guess I had never, I'd never made that connection before, but that was something mm. that like allowed me to like write the first song, which was, which is on the album, Cryptos, you know, Cryptos Go Pop is the first mm-hmm. song on there. And once I wrote the first one, it's kind of like, I don't know if you've ever gotten into running or any other kind of sport where you're like, once you find some success, like mm-hmm. you just want to see how far you can take that, you know? Right. And so like, and so that just built and built and built off of it. And the whole concept for the album is really kind of interesting because it's, um, it's, it's kind of got like three sections or three chapters to it. If you mm-hmm. look at it from uh, like that point of view, like the first part of it's all about like my personal experiences and my background and trying to get like that kind of introduction into it. And then like the second part of the album is all about like technology and code rage and, you know, and how technology can actually be a metaphor for life in a lot of ways and how we can, we can use coding 
to come up with creative solutions and add value in the world and stuff. And then the, the last part of it, it really focuses on more philosophical ideas around like time and the gen- and the evolution of code as as in third generation and dreamscapes too. That was like kind of that was really kind of the the true vision I wanted was to like somehow capture how do you get into like a flow state where you can just tap into something out there in the ether mm-hmm. that lets you find a solution to something. And, and I kind of wanted to like embed that throughout, throughout the album, but like dreamscapes was kind of the, the, the epicenter of that idea, if you will. That's awesome. Um, yeah, <laughs> that's cause I did notice cause yeah. Cause I noticed that cause there's a lot of things that I could tell, you know, where Lars's touches is that. Yeah not just with um, the very catchy beats and rhythms and everything, but also with one thing I've always gotten from an MCR's album is I always feel like I've learned something. Yeah. And yeah, I cool. really, and I feel that way about as well as about your album too, is that cause I don't, I haven't tried coding since H God, HTML code back in yeah. Yeah. 2007, I think like, yeah. A very long time ago, I dabbled with it. I took a college class, and I'm like, "Oh, look at me! I made a website." And then right. I haven't, I haven't touched it since. I still have the books somewhere. But I feel like when you, when you pay attention to the lyrics in this album, you really could actually. I mean, you can legit learn something about a topic you really don't know much about, right? Like, and yeah. that's something I really, you know, I, I really you know, enjoyed when, when I was listening to this was like, okay, I don't know much about code, but I feel like there's a lot of like, I don't want to say you like inside jokes, but like things that I know people that are, that have that kind of background are really going to tap into and be like, you know what, this guy's hundred percent right. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. I'm, I'm glad you could get that sense of it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and again, I'm, I mean, as you, as we both found out earlier, <laughs> technology i'm okay with up to, but right. right now not so much but when it gets into the like nitty-gritty type stuff i i'm kind of lost now i know coding is pretty much like a language in of itself yeah. that much i remember um that once you kind of get the hang of it it kind of makes a little more sense but if you were just to stare at it you'd be like oh, i have no idea what i'm looking at yeah 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 definitely <laughs> You're right. It it is very much like a language. It's got a lot of, uh, and once you know the syntax, then you can you, you can start to like do the building blocks and stuff. So, did you notice a similarity when you were first starting out writing your album and figure out, I guess, more or less the syntax of the lyrics and putting putting the lyrics together with the music? Yeah, in the sense that it's kind of a language like that, much like kind of like coding is a language. Yeah. For, yeah. And- yeah, that's a, that's a great observation you make because um, I I did feel that tremendously. Like I felt like, uh, wow, like music has its own composition and theory and ideas that you can mix together to like create something that's unique. Um, just like just like with coding, you can, some things are very similar, but as you start your building blocks and you start putting pieces together, like every piece of code has its own unique, you know, flair for doing a certain operation or whatever. And music, music is very much that way as well. It has these frameworks that let you 
kind of build upon it and leverage like the wisdom of, of those who came before you, you know, and mm-hmm. that's what's, that's what's really cool. So you, you, you get that nice, that nice contrast between like coding is a metaphor for life, but it's also a metaphor for like how music can be structured as well. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, that's, that's very, very good point that you bring up. Mm-hmm. And, and that's, what's interesting about cowboy coding too. Like that's, that's another song on the album mm-hmm. and it's kind of it to me what's fascinating about that concept is like the idea of a cowboy coder is that they have autonomy to basically do whatever they want you know and that can be the impetus for like tremendous innovation and creativity and everything but in order to be like a, a really great cowboy coder you need to have the fundamentals and the foundation you know it's just like anybody can grab a guitar or something and say, Hey, I'm, you know, I'm a jazz musician. I just play what I want. <laughs> right. 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 If they don't have the fundamentals, right. Like it's not, everyone's yeah. going to be like, that's not jazz. That's just yeah. random. That's just noises. <laughs> yeah. That <would> be me. <laughs> that's me. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So basically uh, like, I didn't know what cowboy coding was until yeah. I legit looked it up. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> I mean, cause I, Again, I'm not of that world, so it takes you know it takes a little more. I guess you could say homework, sure. I guess, to figure out. And I'm like, I'm like, oh, yeah. okay, this is actually a thing, and I right. hadn't that I hadn't heard of before. Basically, in order to do your own thing, you kind of have to not necessarily break the rules, but just not follow the rules and right. find the better solution, I guess. Which, yeah, yeah. Which that's the case. I'm doing that at work, like on a daily basis. <laughs> yeah. Just not with just just not with computers. <laughs> Just give me the logical solution and I'm, I'm there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You're a cowboy uh, in your own right. right? <laughs> Lord help us in Nashville. In Nashville. I think we have enough. <laughs> That's true. Or I, I was, at least enough people wearing cowboy hats. I don't, yeah. most of them usually are visiting. But, right. Uh, right. Yeah. So I noticed um, too, that you also mix different genres in your music on the yeah. album. So you live in Texas, right? Well, I, I, used to I just recently moved to Puerto Rico. I lived in Austin. Oh, Texas okay. For about nice. Years. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Now I'm down in paradise. <laughs> I guess so. Okay. Um, yeah. Wow. That's amazing. What being as somebody who also lived in Texas for about seven years, um, uh-huh. they got from 84 to 91 i think i was six, almost six till i was about till i was 13 i hadn't uh-huh. turned 14 yet what i like i had a growing up i had a very different uh like i never got into country growing uh-huh. up which is weird you know living there you would think somehow but my mom mainly yeah. listened to either my mom basically either listened to oldies or um musicals because she was a musical theater person and i had like Def Leppard and Bon Jovi and Michael Jackson. Um, But yet you still, I still knew that it was around. It's just to me growing up, I guess it just wasn't as like I, when we first moved there, I had my own cowboy boots and cowboy hat and I was going to be called cowboy Jeff. And that's just how (laughs) things are going to be. And that, you know, until I realized nobody else is wearing cowboy boots or cowboy hat. (laughs) Right. Um, Right. But when you're six, you just kind of assume everybody in Texas wears one. Right. Um, just like everybody in Nashville apparently also wears the same thing and untrue. <laughs> Growing, or at least when you lived there, did you uh-huh. feel like that had a, a kind of a big influence as to what style of music you were going to choose for your songs? 
Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, I mean, I definitely have, like, I did go through a country phase for a while, so there definitely mm-hmm. are flavors of country uh, throughout the album. Um, but there's also, like, the, the hard-hitting, like, rock mm-hmm. music, mm-hmm. Uh, you know, but it's it's more like that. And there was a whole, like, subculture in Texas that was yeah. very much, like, you know, cl- the classic rock, uh, you know, even some of the punk stuff like the Ramones and, and that mm-hmm. type of stuff. Uh, it just kind of where, you know, those were definitely influences for me. So, And one of the things that was really cool about doing the album was like having that freedom to be able to explore like, hey, I want to do like, like maybe some more rap stuff or maybe a little bit of blues here and there. And uh, being able to just construct all of those things. And so all of the songs kind of have flavors of different genres through them. Mm-hmm. And, and like you mentioned, like um, it does evolve. The whole album evolves, but third generation is a song that yes. it's a concept song that actually evolves as the song goes on. And that was something that was like, it sounded so cool to me when I first, when we first started talking about it and I was like, yeah, I think we could like do like different genres in the same song and bring it all together at the end. And, you know, we didn't know how it would turn out, but I think it, I can't think it came out great. And it, it is one of my favorite songs on the album. And, and Lars brings in that great energy that he has. And like, I just, you know, it really starts to like come together at the end and just, you feel like, wow, you know, we just went through all these generations of code and we went through, you know, three different genres to get there of music. So that was a fun song to to, to make and create. Yeah. I'll go Fortran. Someone's got a newsstand. Cobalt, Pascal, driving to the promised land. Basic C, building up the object tree. Java, C++, bust it to the memory. Python, PHP, now you get your code for free. Machine language gave way to assembly. Ontology recapitulates phylogeny. Object-oriented, welcome generation three. All marching to the third generation, swapping it out for more precise information. So one of the things I really enjoyed about third generation was that as you listen, even if you didn't know by listening to this episode that, that was happening, you could kind of feel that slow transition between yeah. the between the generations and the styles. And then when you bring it all together, it just, I mean, it just pops. It just works. And yeah. it I was like, I was like, okay, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was like, I said, all right, I see what you're doing. I like, and that's, yeah. I mean, I go, and right after it ended, I go, that's my favorite song. That's the best. Yeah, be yeah. That's um, awesome. I'm glad you not like that. And, yeah. And not that not to take away from any of the other songs of the album, but that that one, just because of how it was put together and just how, you know, uh, catch it is. It just it, it really that's the one that kind of, you know, really stuck with me. Yeah. Um. So I was trying to follow because, again, I trying, you know, there's some things I had to kind of look at, but I didn't wasn't able to. So B zero one. Is that basically yeah. just about like trying to get over like Y2K type of thing? Or is that, yeah, or am I off the, off kind of a post Y2K fasc- having to. Yeah. It's a fascinating reference. And and some people probably, I mean, it's very obscure. I worked mm-hmm. uh, where it comes from is it comes from uh, a, a company I used to work at in Austin. That's actually what brought me to Austin was this company called Vignette. And uh, I remember when I first got there, it was like at the height of the dot-com days and it was like yeah. amazing uh to experience that whole thing 
And one of the things they like the first big meetings I went to, they had these t-shirts that had B01 on it. Mm-hmm. And uh and that was supposedly we were gonna do a billion dollars in 2001. So that's kind of where that comes uh, from. Gotcha. But it's got more meaning to that as well. Yeah. It's like it's talking about like the billions of things that we have to do in life every day. And somehow we have to like just get through it. Um, but there's that's one thing I do love about that song is in the in the chorus, there's you know, there's something here for everyone. And that right. that kind of represents that for music and for people and like how we go through life. Like sometimes we we have hardships, sometimes we have successes, but it, there's something there that you can gain and learn from and and, yeah. and kind of go go from there. But yeah, that is I'm glad you brought that up because that is probably one of the more obscure songs on the album. Mm-hmm. It's like you're not quite it's kind of vague. Uh and so like the backstory behind it is really a little challenging to like hmm, what is really going on here? But that's kind yeah. of the, the backstory of that. Okay. Um, but yeah, it's really, it's what I loved about it was like, because that that was a very prominent uh, time in my life going going through that yeah. whole experience, even though it was a big blowout at the end, you know? Right. But, yeah. but it, was a, it was a huge rush as well, right? To, to be at the height of the dot-com days, yep. you know? But I loved, I, I just loved the, you know, there's something here for everyone. I love that aspect that is, in the song. Yep. That just brings it out. Yeah. Right. And it is. And a lot of the, there are a lot of, and each song has at least one, if not two really good lines in it that really can connect with people, whether they are knowledgeable about coding or, you know, computers in that environment, or just take it for, you know, what, just take it for what it is to apply to your everyday life. And, and it's always like a, a positive, you know, like, Hey, look, this is this, but use this to better yourself. And right. Uh, right. And exactly. Exactly. Well, and that, and that really plays into a boy in his metal too. Cause you yeah. know, about, you know, Hey, try your best. And then if you don't yeah. succeed, just keep, uh, don't stop. Just keep, keep going. Right. Just Pursue that dream. Yeah. yeah. Everything you can into it. That's yeah. right. That's right. Yeah. I love those songs. And those are the, those are the songs that are like really cool because they are, they're like personal to me, but I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm trying to create an atmosphere that, yeah, that I can connect with people on that level, you know, where it's like, these are things we all experience as humans going through life that we can like draw from and try to like, I don't know. And that's what's fun about music for me. It's like that connection you can make with people who yeah. listen to it and, and have like a shared experience that you can, to bring to people, you know? Yeah. I, I mean, and that's when I'm like, you know what? I'm going to play that one for the kids because oh, both cool. of my kids could use that because my daughter does gymnastics and uh, martial arts. My son does martial arts, but he also does drawing They're Yeah. I don't, I'm not sure which one's more competitive, <laughs> um, <laughs> right. but they're, I mean, they're competitive in different ways. So it's really interesting. Uh, yeah. My daughter has to, when she did dance, she, she was happy she got second, but she, yeah. we knew she didn't, that's not what's good enough for her. And right. And also she's one of those people, if she learns a new technique, if she doesn't get it right away, that bothers her because she wants to yeah. be good at it right away. It's like, no, no, you just have to keep trying. You got this. Just know you got it. Just, yeah. just keep pushing. And, you know, with my son, it's, 
he he has avoided playing soccer for two or three years because he's afraid the other kids on the team are going to be better than him. I said, that's because they keep playing and they practice. <laughs> you right. don't do either. I said, <laughs> you playing out back with me does not consider practice. So if you were to right. go out there, I said, you have to get on the team or get on a team and play so that you can get better and then just give everything. Like you said, give it, give it all you got and then yeah. you'll get there. Yeah. So right. but he's, right. He's he's very exactly. stubborn. <laughs> he's very stubborn. He's yeah. He's he's good at his martial arts. He's good at drawing. Uh-uh. I think he's Maybe. just going to stick there. And I'm like, you know what? I'm not pressuring. Just it, yeah. whatever you want to do, my real. friend. If you yeah, yeah if you yeah. want to, but if you ever decide it, we got you. We're going to have you signed up day one, and then you won't yeah. be able to back out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, um, but so. <laughs> When I listen to Code Rage, which there, we uh, yeah. will definitely be sure to put a link to the YouTube uh, video as well. Uh, oh, very cool! Yeah. The it reminds me of that scene in Office Space. <laughs> just yes. I feel like it's I, I feel like that's what it is. It's just it's it's PC Loadwater. The hell does that mean? Yeah, yeah. and it's it's basically <laughs> yeah. that it's that but with coding and then. Yeah. Not understanding why things are doing what things are doing. And yeah. why would somebody design a code like this when they know that's just frustrating? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I myself cannot relate to the coding aspect. However, I can definitely relate to why would somebody do something a certain, like a yeah. specific way that just seems like it was a lot harder. <laughs> then it should be right, right. absolutely and, or things that don't make sense oh does it really make any sense it's like a novel from the future written in the past tense it loops and loops until the end of time it's even got a tab at the end of every line looking at this code really hurts my head looking at this code really makes me see red when it comes to sloppy code you can count on 10 somebody hit the kill switch because this code should be Yeah, and that's what I that's what I I was oh I'm sorry, did you have something else you wanted to add? No, 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 go ahead. No, please, please. Yeah, yeah that was uh that was something I was hoping people would get out of that too. That it's not that it's it's basically you can have code rage just by interacting with bad code, I guess is my point. Like yes. I'm hoping like 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 at least and it sounds like you had some of that connection too. You're yeah. like, yeah, I may not understand all of the coding stuff, yeah, but like the rage of like, why would you do something like this? You know, mm-hmm. um, definitely what I was trying to channel into that. Yes. So. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> I like, oh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. I'm glad you got that. I'm glad yes. you got the office reference. Yes. Because there's yes. a scene in the video where, yes, yeah, you're trying to hit that. I was like, I was like, I see what you're doing there. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> awesome. Cause, cause you know, I experienced, so this is so, this even happened to me today. I love Adobe except when I don't, Right. <laughs> I love Adobe yeah. for a lot of aspects that I can't figure out. But when I go to print something and I want to hit print, wow. I don't, I just want the printer to be there. And yeah. when I hit print and then it gives me like print to up. Adobe PDF, <laughs> why would I print to Adobe PDF? 
How does that even work? That doesn't work. Why are you? Tra- right. And then it's trying to make me save it. I'm like, it's already saved. Why would I save right. something that I just wanted to print? Right. We'll just scroll down. Well, it's scrolling down, giving me other options <laughs> other than printers. Yeah. Oh my God. Just print the. So yeah. See, you so I have more. Great. Yeah. Because yes, who designed I did. something like that? You know. Yeah. Like, like, when you come up with when you come up with something like like how is that even an option? Yeah. yeah <laughs> I'm like. Exactly. Uh, because I'm sure at some point I probably like, do we have an Adobe printer somewhere? Like maybe we do. I don't know. Maybe just print. Right. That doesn't make sense at all. But I mean, every company branches out into some way, I guess. So, right, right. Uh, but yeah, I was like, oh my god, and that was that was seriously just earlier this morning <laughs> that that happened. Yeah, and I'm like, I don't get this. <laughs> the printer's right next to this computer. I just need it to be there. I end up right. actually having to close it out, reopen it, and then there and then hit print, and then it was there. I have <laughs> no idea. I don't. I can't understand computers half the time, or at least why they do the way they do. Yeah. Um. But yeah. So another one I really enjoyed too was uh, Infinite Time with um, MC cool. Lars's uh, wife. Uh, yeah. So I thought that was a great one too. And like just the harm, like the way you guys were able to kind of get that beat in and harmonize really well. Yeah. I yeah. Just, was- I, I just, I, oh, so good. So yeah. Good. Thanks. Thanks. That's a, that's a fascinating song too, because um, kind of it's, it's an interesting song because it's a little ambiguous of what they're actually describing mm-hmm. or what, you know, it sounds like a relationship between two, you know, a man and a woman. But really, it's more about a developer and a project manager and how the project manager thinks the coder has like infinite time. Yeah. Like things. And sometimes the coder even believes it himself. Like, oh, yeah, I can get I can get that. Oh, I can do that in a day. Don't worry. And it takes them like, you know, three weeks or whatever. Right. (laughs) So like like, um, that's the kind of dance between like project manager and developer was kind of the impetus for that whole song. But I'm glad you I'm glad you liked that because I really no, love I what Ash did on the uh yeah. did with the duet kind of going back and forth. It was awesome. Oh yeah, it was great. No, it 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 worked out great. And you know, uh, did you know ahead of time you were gonna want to do a remix of Cowboy Coding? Or is that yeah. something that kind of just kinda kinda came yeah. organically? I I actually did. I knew that like that that concept because because you know, the whole persona of Cowboy Coder is based upon Cowboy Coding, which is that um, kind of identity, right? And what I wanted, what I kind of wanted to like explore in that was like, I wanted to kind of take some country roots, if you will, Mm -hmm. and do that version of it, but also show the versatility of like, that's like, there's a lot of symbolism there too. Like, as a yeah. cowboy coder, like you can you can span different technologies, different coding languages, and you can create you know innovative things. So like that was the whole impetus. I was like, I feel like there needs to be like a remix of this that could be like really poppy and tech, you know, kind of techno pop, if you will. Yeah, and I think it kind of came together like really, really well because I wanted to kind of be one of those hooks that maybe you know like a tech conference might be like, oh yeah, we gotta have you know like have that playing in the background or or. <laughs> you know, the hype music for the keynote yep. speaker coming up or something, you know, but that was kind of, but I always knew in the back of my mind, like that would be cool because it kind of represents like me musically as well as like 
coding as well. Like mm-hmm. the fact that you can like span different genres. And I was kind of inspired by, I don't know if you've ever heard um, that song, Are You With Me? That was, I, and I can't, gosh, I can't remember the country artist name, but there was Lost Frequencies did a, a pop version of that that became, and it was like techno pop. Mm-hmm. But it became like super, super popular. And a lot of people don't know about the country version of that song. Right. But it also kind of was like, it'd be cool to just emulate two different genres of the same mm-hmm. song. Cause that's like really powerful. It shows the versatility of the song, right? That it can span different genres. And then it kind of symbolizes for me like what I want to do musically to explore different genres and stuff. So yeah, well, I, I always have back in my mind. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely think you uh, achieved it because it oh, this cool. album is great. And there's like even like the uh, the Rona blues, you were able to tap yeah. in the blues on that one. And that's, you know, I'm like, because Crypto Ghost Pop is very kind of pop country, I guess is a good way yeah. to put it, um, or a hip hop yeah, yeah. country mix. Um, and so you go from that to, you know, then two tracks later to the Rona blues where it is a little more bluesy. And they're like, okay, yeah. so we're, yeah. we're tapping in just various different things. We're not. And that is, uh, and that's something that's, you know, that I find at least, you know, I enjoy because, you know, you get a little bit of everything there is, you're like, okay, this artist really enjoys various different styles, not really stuck on one set style of, of music and exploring different things, which, you know, I, I really enjoyed while listening and, uh, think, think it really adds to the album. Oh, very cool. Yeah. Yeah. I'm glad you like that because, you you know, I talked a lot with Lars about that. And of course he was like, you need to explore where you think you need to go musically. Um, But, but you're right. Like not, not very many artists do that. Right. They, they find, Mm -hmm. they find a genre, they stick with it and they, they go with that. But I don't know, for me, I love the eclectic nature of like, I like the country, the blues, the, you know, classic rock punk yep. and rap you know like yep. trying to bring them all together <laughs> that and i really enjoyed it um oh, cool. well uh where can people find you um if you're on the on the webs yeah, and the whatnots i'm definitely on all uh all the major socials so i'm on okay. uh, i have a, a page on facebook called okay. cowboy coder uh, I've got a Twitter handle, Cowboy Coder TX, that people can look me up on. Uh, I've got an Instagram as well, which is Cowboy Coder. Uh, and I'm also on um, SoundCloud and I'm, I'm on Spotify too. We've got um, Cowboy, Cowboy Coding C Remix is actually out there. Oh, sweet. Uh, it it kind of got pre released, but. Uh, and, and Code Rage is going to be released as a single as well, coming on the 16th of September. Okay. And then, and then we'll have the third generation too. Um, and I think, when does that come out? I think October 25th. Well, the album's dropping on the 14th, but I think we're going to release. Uh, I'd have to go. Sorry, I don't have it in front of me, but. That's fine. I, no worries. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but yeah, that's where people can find me on on those major socials, and then on uh, when it comes out on the 14th, DistroKid is gonna you know blast it to Apple okay. and iTunes and awesome all the all the things that they do. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, that's awesome. 
Um, thank you again for joining us. The album is amazing. Yeah. Ladies and thank gentlemen, please, please uh, pick up uh, Cowboy Coder's album, Code Rage, on October the 14th. And please follow him all the socials, give him some shares, and check out his video on YouTube, Code Rage, and share that with uh, friends, family, and everybody, especially those that you know that are in IT and especially yeah. coding. They will enjoy it. Spread the word. Yeah, definitely. Well, fantastic. Thank you so much. Yeah, thanks for having me on. I really enjoyed it. It was a great time. It was fun. Show it. Gonna break all the rules. Cause it's